0: And by the way, it's important for you to know you can never, ever outgive God. You can never outgive God. No one can. God is not uh, some God that can be outgiven. Well, I am excited about uh, today and this week and next Sunday because we're into Missions Week. I mentioned this a few times, I'm going to mention it again that missions is where the heart of God is at. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And he's tasked his churches all over the world to be involved with getting the gospel to the lost. And that's what missions is all about. Now, our missions conference actually begins this Wednesday. Some of you have never been to a missions conference before. And I want to encourage you to come. It's a lot of fun. We have a guest speaker at our conference. It's a veteran missionary, Brother Polition. He's a veteran missionary to Uruguay, and he is soon to be going back to the mission field. But before he does, he's going to be with us. He's going to be the keynote speaker at our conference. The conference starts Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thursday, 7 p.m. Friday, 7 p.m. And then we have a special bonus on Saturday at 4 p.m., we have a banquet. In fact, it's um, an interesting banquet. It's an international banquet. We have uh, six different countries that people have been signing up for, and they're working together. They're getting recipes, and they're going to put together food from those countries, and they're going to have tables with displays and food. It's something we do every year. And it's just a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have a Brother Polition uh, as well tell us a lot of stories from the mission field. Different things that you wouldn't have heard otherwise. These missionaries, they face things that you and I often will never see. And so he's going to be telling us some stories about the, from the mission field. So, Why do we need a Faith Promise Missions Conference? The whole idea behind it is to get our hearts and minds educated and saturated with this concept of missions so that we draw even closer to God and so we can know his will for our lives. Missions involves every one of us. It's not something we do sort of corporately as a church. We make a vote. And we say, well, we're going to give this much money to missions every year. And that's the end of it. No, each one of us is involved. Every one of us has a responsibility to God, to go to God and say, God, what do you want me to do this year? How do you want me to be involved? Now that brings us to the message today. It's through prayer that we can get this answer. And I'm going to give you five prayers in order to know the will of God in this area. Many of us are already involved with faith promise. We've been doing it for years and we could all stand and and give you testimony that God's blessing is squarely upon faith promise. When you and I get involved with faith promise, it seems to open the windows of heaven and God seems to pour us out blessings all throughout the year. Blessings we would not receive if we were not involved with this. Now this is not just some way fancy way in order to raise money it's not that at all the whole idea is every born again man woman and young person ought to have a heart for the mission field a heart for the lost around the world I know God does you see the Lord Jesus when he died for us he died for the whole world too often we get involved with our little world You know, our day by day, our job and our family and we get our head down and we're just concerned with with that small little world. And God is challenging us as his children to lift up our eyes to the the mission fields or the harvest fields. The Lord Jesus gave the example in John chapter 4, they're white already unto harvest. There are people who are looking to try and find God. And we support missionaries. They come along. They get together. And before you know it, people get saved and new churches get started. And God is glorified. I'm telling you, if there's one single key to the blessings of God, it's missions. It's where it's at. I just can't emphasize that enough. So today, I'm going to give you this five prayer like steps, if you will. You make these five prayers, and we're going to do it together. We're going to go through them. I'm going to explain what each one is. And it's a little different kind of a message today in that uh, after I explain to you what the prayer is, we'll all bow our head and we'll pray. And then we'll move on to what the next prayer is. And when we finished explaining that, then we'll bow our head and you'll have an opportunity right where you're sitting, in your heart, to pray along and to make this prayer. Now, getting into God's family, becoming part of God's family, is as simple as repenting of your sin and receiving the Lord Jesus. The free gift of God is eternal life in the person of Jesus Christ. We do that, and I'm telling you, we're part of God's family. It is not a... Uh, an object to be purchased. You can't buy salvation. You can't earn it. You can't. It's not something you get rewarded with. It's not something you deserve. It's totally undeserved. But God will give it as a gift if we will receive it. That's how we become part of God's family. We become his sons and daughters by faith, repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. That gets us in the door. But in order to start realizing some of the the blessings that God has for us, we have to sort of climb the stairs. If you were to come to my home, you can get entrance to my home by one step through the front door. That's all it takes. But if you want to be part of the action, you know, the kitchen, the dining room, the living room, that's where life is lived. You got to go up some steps. And in my house, you've got to climb 14 steps to get up up there. I know, I count them. <laughs> 14, there we go. All right, I'm, I'm amongst the family here. Likewise, you become part of God's family, one step of faith in Jesus Christ. But if you want to cash in on the blessings God has for his children, you've got to make a few steps. You've got to climb up the steps. And that's sort of what today is all about. It's like steps, if you will. Prayers that get us closer to know God's will. God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do this year in the area of worldwide missions? Because believe me, my friend, you can be a real part of worldwide missions by getting involved. First, let's pray, and then we're going to get right into the subject, okay? Loving Heavenly Father, We humble ourselves and ask that you would please lead and guide now in this message. Dear Father, I ask for the physical health and strength. I thank you that my voice is feeling a bit better, a little stronger. Um, I know that you are able to carry me through. Lord, help me to do this for your glory. Help each and every one of us to have an open heart and mind to receive what you have and to act upon it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. How many here were with us here last Sunday morning? Raise your hand if you were here last Sunday morning. Okay, I'm just looking around. I see people that were here that aren't raising their hand. All right, be as it may. You remember what we talked about? The secret power. You remember? The secret power that we use in order to support missions. And what is the secret power? Does anyone remember? It's God. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit is in control, then we have this access to a secret power. It's the power of God. And God is able to make all grace abound toward us so that we, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. God is the one who can bring wealth. I'm not talking millions of dollars, but I'm talking wealth. God is able to bring that into our lives so that we can get on board and support things like missions. Remember I said last Sunday that God is looking for business partners. And if you will partner with God, God will partner with you. He is looking for men and women that He can use as a channel through which He can pour blessings. And God always looks after His business partners. He takes good care of His business partners. Well, we see it in the Bible, throughout the Bible, whenever people have gotten involved with God, God gets involved with them and great things happen. Faith promise giving to missions is, I think, probably the very best way that God gets involved with our finances. Because let's face it, finance is an important part of our lives. If all of a sudden your cash flow dried up, withered up, shriveled up, blew away... What would you do? You'd say, oh my, I have a problem. And you would. But you know, even with your cash flowing, you still need the Lord. We never come to a place where we are independent of God. We must have God. God is the one who gives us power to get wealth. God can blow on that anytime he sees fit and it all goes away. So we need to be very thankful to God for what we've got But when we get involved with God's missionaries, we get involved with God. And that's when God starts to do wonderful things in our lives. Now, the prayer of faith is the foundation upon which we stand. Faith in what? Faith in God's promises. God promises that if we will do this, he will do that. Faith promise, giving to God for the support of worldwide missions. It starts with being educated about missions. You must understand what missions is. Then you must understand how important it is in God's mind. And when you get these things together, and that's what the conference will help you with, and I want to encourage you to come. Maybe you've never ever in your life been to a midweek church service. Why don't you make this week your first one? Maybe it's been a long time since you've been to a midweek service. Why don't you come back, get back on the bandwagon this week, Wednesday at 7 p.m. I guarantee you that you'll enjoy it and God will use it in your heart. He really will. Well, it's important that we stay in God's presence throughout these days, seeking His will for our lives and for what He would have us to give. Now, this prayer of faith, if you will, we're going to divide it into five parts, like five steps. And again, you can use the back of your church bulletin and a pencil or pen or something and maybe make a couple notes. You may find that very helpful. <coughs> I'd like you to open your Bible, please, to Second Corinthians chapter number 8. Second Corinthians. Uh, guys, would you put that passage back up on the screen for people to see? There we are. If you didn't happen to bring your Bible with you, you can use one of the Pew Bibles, page 1205. Now in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, we have the Apostle Paul talking to the church at Corinth. It's the second letter to the church at Corinth. That's why it's called 2 Corinthians. And in chapter 8, he's encouraging them to get on the bandwagon with missionary support. Faith promise. And this whole context deals with the support of missions and uh, uh, special, special offerings for that. That's the context in which we find 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Now, I'm going to start to go through these few verses and I'm going to show you the five prayers that you and I need to make. And we're going to begin at verse number Five, chapter eight, verse number five. The first prayer is submitting yourself to the Lord. Now, notice here in verse five, <clears throat> Paul wrote, "And this they did not as we hoped." Now, what he means by that is that the the people in the churches of Macedonia did more than what Paul had expected. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that they came short of his expectations. They went over above. And the first thing they did was they, in verse 5, look at this, but first gave their own selves to the Lord. Now I want you to know something. The churches, plural, in the area of Macedonia were not rich churches. The people were not rich. They weren't wealthy. They were just very common salt of the earth kind of people, very ordinary. Uh, None of the churches seemed to have uh, any uh, wealthy people in them. They were poor. And this comes out in the text as we're going to see in this passage. But the first thing they did was they yielded themselves to the Lord. And folks, it's the same with you and I. It all begins here. You see... Without exception, this is for sure the very first key to success in the Christian life. Success in knowing what God would have you to do. It will succeed or it will fail right here. This is numero uno. You and I must give ourselves over to the Lord. Submit ourselves to the Lord. Now this is not just some sort of commitment. This is a full surrender. Now, let me see here. I'm going to use my little laser light here for a second. Um, I mentioned to you these five prayers are something like five steps. Okay? And I'm going to illustrate this using a stepladder. A stepladder similar to this one over here on the platform. You see... High above, right there, is a postum note. Someone put a postum note up there. And that's way too high to reach. Uh, Even, I think, for any of us here, that's way too high to reach. Can't reach that. That's why we need the ladder, right? I'm going to use that as an illustration. On that postum note, I'm going to pretend that God wrote a note. He wrote me a post note, and God said, son, this is what I want you to do for me for the next 12 months. This is my will for your life. This is what I want you to do for Faith Promise Missions, and so uh, you'll have to follow me with the camera on this, okay? So um, the first step is to approach the ladder, right? And we come to the base of the ladder, and here we are. Can you all see this ladder? Can you see it? There it is. And God willing, I'm going to climb it and not fall off. I have fallen off ladders before. I hope not to do that today. But uh, step one is at the base of the ladder. Step one, prayer number one. You approach these, these five prayers. Prayer number one is, is a level ground. It's platform. And it's yielding yourself. It's more than just a commitment. It's a complete submission, a complete surrender to the Lord. You see, in a commitment, you're sort of still in control. But when you make an unconditional surrender to the Lord God, He is in control. You see the difference? So when you pray, you need to to pray and ask the Lord to be in total control of your life. Remember, God loves you dearly, desperately. God will never do something to harm you, to hurt you. He loves you too much. Now, the devil, on the other hand, he's the one that causes all of the heartache. He's the one that causes all of the feuds and the wars. And God is not in that. God's commitment to you is so... Well, listen. Remember the little story. Someone once asked Jesus, Jesus, how much do you love me? And Jesus stretched out his arms and said, this much? And he died for me on the cross. That's how much God loves you. You can feel safe to put God in full control of your life. And so, step one, and we're going to do this right now. Get ready. We're going to pray together. Step one is platform level walking up to the, to the ladder. So I want to invite you now, along with me, let's make a full unconditional surrender in prayer of our lives to the Lord. Would you bow your head right now? You say, do I have to pray? You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But if you want to be part of this, I'd like you to pray along with me. I'll, I'll sort of lead in prayer. You sort of repeat in your heart. You don't have to say anything out loud, but you pray along with me as I pray. Dear Lord God, I recognize you to be the creator and the sustainer of my life. I know that everything I have is only because you have allowed me to have it. You've given it to me. And so, in recognition of your complete ownership of everything in my life, I humble myself and submit myself to your lordship from this point on. You are the master, I am the servant. Please, take control of my life and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. That's step one. Everything's going to rise or fall, succeed or fail, right there. So that's why it's important that we humble ourselves. And by the way, when you think about it, the only way that we can come to an almighty, all-powerful creator God is by humbling ourselves. He's the creator, we're the creation, we're the creature. He is the author. He owns everything. And so the only way we can properly approach him in prayer is to humble ourselves. All right, now, how we're doing here. Now, we've, we've come to the, the base here of the ladder and we're ready to make the, the next step. So we've done the first, and now we make the next step, which is a good step, but it's still not enough. What is this second step, The second prayer, if you will? And this second prayer is complete willingness to give. I'm giving you five prayers that you can make, real prayers that will really work. The first prayer is unconditional surrender. This second prayer is complete willingness to give. Now, if you look, you'll see it in chapter 8 and verse number 3. It says, They were willing. You see at the end of the verse? They were willing of themselves. They weren't forced. No one, you know, put a knife to their throat and said, You will give. They didn't need that. They wanted to. They were willing. They were willing in themselves. It's not forced. You can see it again in, in verse 12. For if there be first a willing mind. And we need to ask God to help us with this. Because naturally, we're not inclined to be so willing. We need God's help. We need to give complete willingness over to God. So nothing's going to happen until you are willing to get involved with a special missionary offering. Complete willingness is essential to know what God wants you to give. The first step is submission. The second step is willingness. And as you make this prayer, because we're going to pray in just a moment, and folks watching online, please pray along with us, would you? But as you make this second prayer you already are understanding that everything that you already have already belongs to God. And, you know, it, it becomes so much easier when you realize that. That God has given you everything you already have, so it's not that hard really to give back to Him. It becomes a whole lot easier. So The first step, of course, is submission. And the second step is willingness. And by the way, it's important for you to know you can never, ever outgive God. You can never outgive God. No one can. God is not uh, some God that can be outgiven. Can you imagine a small child trying to outgive his mother or his father? His mother and father give the child everything that they have. The clothes, the food, a bed to sleep in, toys to play with. Mom and dad supply these things. How can a child possibly ever outgive mom and dad? It can't happen. And here we're we're talking not about a human mom and dad. We're talking about the ultimate, God Almighty. We can never outgive God. Jesus himself made this promise in Luke chapter 6. He said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom and so it's time to pray this second prayer if you're ready close your eyes bow your head I'll pray you pray if you want to you pray along with me and you make this your own in your heart dear heavenly father you know that I'm just human and I tend to be selfish And I therefore ask you to help me right now to be completely willing to give to you anything that you lay on my heart to give. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're doing good. We've made two important prayers. The first prayer is submission. The second prayer is willingness. But now the third prayer, it's like the next step on the ladder. So we have come to the base of the ladder with submission. We've taken the first step with willingness. Boy, I'm getting scared now. There's the next step and it's called God's grace. I'm still not there yet, am I? So write that down. God's grace. You say, what is God's grace? God's grace is God's divine power and influence in your life. If you want God's power, then what you're wanting is God's grace. Now look at chapter 8, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit, that means to know, of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. God has the power, the secret power. We learned that last Sunday. It's called grace here. And it refers to his divine power upon our hearts, upon our resources, upon our abilities, and the working out of that power in our lives. That's God's grace. You see, here's why. If we have submission and we have willingness but we don't have God's grace. It's just going to be fruitless. It's going to end in frustration. We won't be able. We will fail. We must have God's grace in order to to be able to do what God wants. We have to have His ability. That's the secret power we talked about. And when God lays an amount on our heart, it's going to be different. Now, if you look at chapter 8, verse 15, as it is written, he that hath gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack. For each person, it's going to be different. God is generous toward us. Every day, God is generous toward us, and God wants us to be generous back to him. We do it by faith. You know, it's sad, but it's true that sometimes the worst givers are the richest people. It's sad, but true. All through history, we see it over and over. The people that seem to have the most seem to be the, the least, you know, in, in the area of giving. And yet we see others that don't seem to have much. And they seem to abound. They seem to be able to do so much more. That was the case of the churches in Macedonia. They were poor. And yet they were able to do so much. How could they do it? The secret power. God prospered them. God gave them power to get wealth. And God is the same God. And he'll do that for you and for me. If you look at chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly, that means just a little, shall reap also sparingly. So you've got like the law of the harvest, sowing and reaping. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. And so what we're saying is this. A liberal amount is going to be different between one person and another. As God has blessed you, as God lays it on your heart, that's what you do. Don't get the idea that God is asking you to to sell the farm and put it all in the offering plate. God doesn't do that. Well, maybe with one or two individuals down through earth's history, God might have done that. But He normally doesn't do that. He's not interested in... Have you ever heard the story of the goose that laid the golden egg? And the guy thought, man, a golden egg. I bet you there's a lot inside. And so we killed the goose in order to get more golden eggs. But you see, he got nothing. You don't kill the goose that lays the golden egg. God is not interested in us selling everything, liquidating everything, and putting it all in the offering plate. That's not how God operates with rare, rare exception. I got to throw that in because it has happened where God has led an individual to do that, but very, very rarely. Usually, this is the way he does it. He will lay an amount on your heart and then prosper you so that you can do it. And then next year, he'll do the same thing. And the year after, he'll do it again. And many of us here today can tell you that's exactly what God does. I can tell you that. That's what God's done in my life for years. It's exciting to be part of this, to be part of God's wonderful um, five-prayer process. We'll, We'll say it that way. Okay, well, it's important that we have God's submission to God, that we have willingness, and that we have God's grace. And so, let's pray for that right now. Let's pray for God's grace. Our Heavenly Father, we bow in prayer again, recognizing our need for your grace. Lord, please bestow your grace on my life, your divine influence, your power, to make my heart willing to give whatever you lay on my heart. Give your grace upon my resources, upon my abilities. Help me to give a good, a liberal, a generous faith promise missions offering. And give me the ability to fulfill that for the next 12 months. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, what have we got so far? What's the first one? Submission. Right, that brings me to the to the ladder here. What's the next one? Willingness. Wow, very important. What if I'm not willing? What happens? It all stops there, right? You kind of need these one after the next. Okay, we've got submission, we've got willingness. What's number three? God's grace, His power, His influence. And now we come to the next one. Okay, we've got submission. We've got what? Willingness. We've got what? God's grace. Now we've got. Oh, I'm getting up. Not quite. We've got God's will. God's will. God's will. What does that mean? It means, God, what do you want me to do? We, we are laying our lives before the Lord and we're asking God for His will. Now, this is a powerful prayer principle We Actually, we learned it from Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane in Luke chapter 22. Remember, he was about to go through his ordeal with the cross. And do you remember how Jesus prayed? You know, if it be possible, take this cup from me. But then what did Jesus say? Nevertheless, not my will be done, but thy will. Thy will be done. We're asking God to have His own way. We're asking Him to accomplish His will through our lives in this matter of faith promise. We're asking Him, you know why? Why we're doing this is because God is smarter than us. Some of us are pretty smart, but I guarantee you're not as smart as God. Some of us know a lot, but I can promise you, you don't know as much as God knows. God knows the end from the beginning. Us, we've even forgotten the beginning. But God's ways are above our ways. In Isaiah 55, God wrote, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so let's bow our heads right now and pray that God's will be done. In our lives. You pray along if you want. Dear Heavenly Father. Lord God. Please overrule my ways. Overrule my will. Please accomplish your ways. And your will. In my life. During this missions conference. I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. We're good, but we're not at the top yet. We still can't get the postum note. But what have we got? What's number one? Say it out loud. Submission. Number two. Willingness. Willingness. Number three. Grace. God's grace. Number four. God's will. And now that brings us to number five. Some of you might even know what it is. Submission. Willingness. God's grace. God's will. Pray for me. Number five. The exact amount. That is the fifth prayer. How would I look up on that ladder? Were you worried? My wife worries every time I go up a ladder. I wonder why. Well, the fifth prayer is for the exact amount. God may lay on your heart to give weekly. Many of us give weekly. He may lay on your heart to give biweekly. He may lay on your heart to give monthly. He may lay on your heart to give yearly. Several people give one big lump sum. We take that and we divide it up throughout the the months, the 12 months. But we want to know the exact amount. What is the exact amount? What is on your postum note? And in order for you to reach the postum note, you've got to go up the steps of prayer. And so if you have submission and you have willingness and you have God's grace and you have God's will God will give you the exact amount. If he doesn't give you the exact amount today you keep praying every day those five prayers. He may give it to you tomorrow. If he doesn't give it to you tomorrow he may give it to you on Tuesday. If not, maybe Wednesday. Do you get the idea? Yes. You just keep praying those five prayers and it's just a matter of time. God will tell you what he wants you to do. Now, by the way, when you do get your postum note and God lays on your heart an amount to give, it's possible it might scare you. But don't let that keep you back. If God is the one who's told you what's on that postum note, then you can believe it. God will give you the ability and the secret power to be able to do that. You never know. You say, well, how can God do it? He may give you a raise at work. Aunt Matilda may come by your house and say, Listen, honey, I want you to have this. You may sell something and get more for it than whatever you thought you could get. You just never know how God is going to do it. But it's the exact amount. If you have made these prayers, then you have every right to continually ask God to reveal to you the exact amount for the next 12 months. The Lord Jesus told us, Ask, and it shall be given you. And so if you're ready to pray, let's bow our heads again and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I have submitted myself to your Lordship. I have asked you to make me willing, willing to give. I have asked you for power, grace, so that I'm able to give. I have prayed that your will be done in my life. And now, dear Father, I'm asking you to show me the exact amount that you want me to give to help support missions this year. And again, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Those are the five prayers, and believe me, they work. We've done this for years. We've got folks here today who've never heard this before. We have other folks here who've heard it over the last few years, and we can testify it works if you will follow this little plan. Now, those of you that have children, children that are old enough to understand, parents, Get them. You teach this to your children now. And you help them to get on the bandwagon with supporting missions. If you will start when the children are smaller, those children will naturally grow up year after year involved with missions. And remember, for the children, it may be $0.10 a week or something like that. Just a small amount. Maybe the next year it'll increase to $0.15 a week. Maybe the year after, they'll be giving 25 cents a week. And they will be none the poorer, but in fact, the opposite. If you want your children to receive the blessings of God, teach them this. Teach them these five prayers. You'll be so happy you did, especially when you get to heaven. And now let's pray one last time. Thank you for watching the message today.